Hi, everybody. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. We are happy to have you with us this week. And, you know, here we are on Monday, another Monday. Uh, Starting the week off is always, you know, uh, interesting for me because a lot of times, you know, the the tenor of Monday sets the, the tone for the rest of the week. And so I really love starting off with all of you guys, and I love starting off with Girl Club. Good morning, everybody around the world. Pamela Lee, I see um, Power of a Virtuous Woman is here. Hello, you guys. Um, I see all my regulars, Miche, in the house. Good morning. And joining me, of course, for today's broadcast, uh, Christina Boudreaux, you guys need to know, is in Mexico right now on a, on a missions trip with the Whosoevers. So um, we're really excited for her. And of course, we're always excited because she always comes back with, with some great stories that usually cause us, you know, to pee in our pants with laughter uh, and, and, to, and to hope that we don't get censored. But we always end up going a little bit deeper in Jesus when she, with, her, with her stories, too, that kind of go like this. And we love it. Um, so joining me today, our Girl Club tribe, my, my regulars, my sisters, they're both amazing singer-songwriters in their own right. They've had some really unique and wonderful accomplishments. And I always love, 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 love the time that we get together. So you guys, let's welcome into the studio Nova Page and Christina Reynolds. Hey, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. So you guys, okay, so you know, we've, we've been, we've been, holding this down, right? We do Girl Club and and it's us and we love it. And today I just thought let's pop in, you know, kind of a special guest who's 20 years old. uh, And I thought, you know, I'm always curious, especially with the conversations we've been having about moving on from like all kinds of things, right? You can move on from the wrong crowd. You can move on from the wrong church, you can move on from the wrong job or career or just life in general, the wrong people and moving forward, you know, so once you've kind of made the decision that you have to move on and you've heard from the Lord about it, how do you move forward? How do you seek the Lord in the moving forward? And what are you moving toward? And I think that for young people, this is a uniquely interesting and challenging question and time You know, um, for us, it's challenging and interesting, even as, you know, older women in the Lord. Um, But it is, I I imagine at 20 years old, it's it's something also pretty special. And I just thought, you know what, let's also bring that voice into the dialogue. So joining us today is my goddaughter, actually. Um, Her father is an insane, amazing filmmaker that some of you guys probably know, a lot of you probably know from uh, his films. His name's Darren Wilson. He's been a guest of mine and also in with Christina and I on the sessions on TVN. And um, Darren had made, oh gosh, Finger of God, Father of Lights, Furious Love, Holy Ghost One, Holy Ghost Two. He's done a number of films and I really have the honor of actually executive producing his next upcoming film, which is called The God Man. And we are really believing that this film is going to be the quintessential Jesus film for this next generation. And um, Serenity actually has gone along on some of the trips to film. I'm sure she's probably got some amazing stories about about it. But I want to bring in to hang with us today on Girl Club, um, one of my personal tribe and family members, Serenity Wilson. 
Hi, Saren. Hi. <laughs> well, you've been on the sessions with Christina and I, but this is your first time meeting Nova. Yeah, it's exciting. I know. I know. I love I'm... you already. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> so, gosh, Saren, when I kind of started talking, you know, I was saying we've been having these conversations about moving on and moving forward. And, um, and it's interesting because even, you know, when your dad does these movies, he's often encountering people who are getting impacted with Christ in a miraculous way. And, you know, I think we've all learned that a relationship with Christ is often about moving on and moving forward. We're always kind of transitioning. Um, Nova, you said it off camera, from victory to victory, you know, from glory to glory, we should be transitioning and living from that place. So I would love to just get your comments, I guess, about, you know, how God's bringing you through that, you know, and bringing you victory to victory and from glory to glory as you move on and move forward from things. Mm. Nova, you want to, you want to, you want to run first Nova? Or are you up serenity? No, Nova. You, you, me? Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I, you know what, you guys, I have had an incredible couple weeks and God has, you know, shown me what yeah. that in between time looks like to, um, to utilize that transition time moving forward and what we do with those moments, whether it's a relationship with, you know, a boyfriend that is no longer, whether it's a church relationship, whether it's a job, the in-between time is the time to get deep to grow deep roots, to not run from the arms of Jesus, but run to the arms of Jesus, to get low, to get on our knees, to, um, I don't know, to not get bitter. It's so easy to use that in-between time to mull over things in your head and instead going, this is truth. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to live in my identity and out of my identity. And I know it sounds like I'm like coming with all of these answers. I only know because I'm right in the middle of it and I'm in a fight and I am preaching to myself because, um, you know, I've had some really traumatic and painful things happen, but I recognize I'm old enough to know that the things that I, the things I've done in the past didn't work. So what is going to work now is for mm. me to make sure that my my communication with the Lord is pure, that I'm honest and he can handle all my honesty. He's yeah. with me in it. And that I am a, in alignment with the kingdom of heaven. And that when I, it's like there's these bumper rails, like the Holy Spirit gives me these bumper, the, the, you know, when you're on the, the road and you're driving and you're like looking over here and all of a sudden you're like, it's like the Holy Spirit is saying, when you feel that in your spirit, I need you to re to get on the road and drive with me and get aligned again. So it's like, I'm, I feel like these in-between times, yeah. these transition times, these moving forward times are ways for us to listen, to open our ears, open our eyes and say, God, what, what, what do you want to do today? What do you want to do? Mm. Like, I, I want to be available to you. And yeah. literally, like, I've, I've had a rough go, you guys. And I could sit and fall in a pile, but I kind of just refuse. 
<laughs> to do yeah. that. I kind of yeah, just refuse, you know, and I, you know, yeah. I, I recognize that, you know, there is a time for all of that, Yeah. but, but I mean, I just, I'm trusting God. I'm, well, yeah. I'm, I have no other choice. Yeah. And you, you've, you know, we, for, for, for those of you who, who are with us regularly um, and, and those of you who are just joining, you know, we have been, we spent a good significant chunk of time really uh, unpacking just leadership issues and, and um, moving on, you know, and moving forward from situations where we've been disappointed by leaders or it's time to leave a, a job or a career or a church or whatever it might be. And, yeah. you know, and Nova, you've really, while the conversation may not be as specific as it was, you know, when we started this series of talks a few weeks ago um, about the church, mm-hmm. you're still in it. You know, you're mm-hmm. still very much in it. And so mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, what we, what we often do is like, we want to limit the conversation to just one thing, but it dawned on me that, you know, these com- these conversations we have and these issues that we touch on, they, they have so many tentacles. They spread yes. out so far and wide. You know, it's like I said, sometimes you're not just moving on and moving forward from, you know, a church or from a city or from a, 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 a home you've lived in for a long time or a career that you've had. But maybe you're moving on and you're moving forward from old mindsets and from people yes. that were a part of your life. And I really, you know, it's so broad and I, I really, Serenity you know, I really want you to jump in here because I've known you long enough to know that you've moved on from some things at different seasons, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you've moved forward into new things in your life. And what does it look for, you know, what does it look like for you at 20 and for your peers? And, you know, yeah. kind of how do you see all of this, you know? Yeah. Honestly, just, it was running, I was thinking, I was like, praying God, what do you want me to speak to this? Because my biggest transition happened this January. I left like my home. I moved to Dallas. Um, I got the most like God just the testimony that God has given me the past since December, since December yeah. has been wild. It's wild, wild. Um, but I'm in Dallas now away from my family. God has given me the most amazing community, the most amazing community. Like it has not been a difficult transition because I'm going towards something so amazing. Um, I thought I was going to go to this school for a year. I'm going to do like the full three years there and stuff. It's awesome. But when it comes to moving on, it's just like, we, we're just so weak. <laughs> we're so weak. It's just recognizing my reliance on him. And all the time, it's just like, I, I cannot do this. I cannot do this without you, God. Like, I genuinely need you so bad. Like, just to lean on him always and to have him on my mind always um, with moving on from old friends um, and people that I know he's placed in my life, but I know I'm not in a, like they're in a, such a different place for me. So I can't really be in relationship with them yeah. and recognizing the role that I have in their life to intercede for them. And mm. the Lord has placed them in my life for a purpose, whether or not I can be in close relationship with them, I can intercede for them. And that makes such a difference. Um, my brother Strider actually, so I, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Christ for the nation. So that's where I'm going to school in Dallas, (gasps) Texas. Do you Um, pause? Do you know, Olivia, do you know someone named Olivia? She's this adorable Korean girl. She just started going to Christ for the nations. 
is why oh, I asked. You, uh, oh, you got to introduce them. Oh my gosh. I want find. And you I make like, it happen. You guys yeah. are like, this, well, she's 19. I think she's 19. Okay. So she's a little, a little bit younger than me, but she's just, this is her first year. Did you just start? Yeah, I, I, I this just is kind of crazy. January. Yeah, January. Wow. Okay. Maybe you guys will meet. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do a connect. I'll connect you guys yeah. on text yeah. when we get done. And then you Seriously, can, you can amazing. connect them. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. So wait a minute. Maybe you need to share the testimony because it seems to me like what you're yes, going to say is that God has done so much and moved his hand so obviously in your life since December. And obviously today he's still doing that. Yes. Yeah. So Tell you know, us. share, share the journey, the moving on. Okay. The moving forward. <laughs> okay. So um, I... Cynthia, I don't know if you know any of this. I I kept it so under wraps. Nobody nobody knew. Um, I kept it so far from my parents. But for my senior year of high school, I was like heavily addicted to smoking weed every single day. Every single day. I was super duper just um, isolated, alone, depressed, anxious, and um, very, very, very like did not want to live. And smoking weed was the only thing that really like took the edge off. Get up. Yeah. But it, it was the only thing that I looked forward to during the day. Um, so I graduated. I went to University of South Carolina. I was there for a semester. Um, smoked the entire semester away. It was such a waste. Um, I dropped out, came home, and I had nothing. I had nothing. I had nothing planned, nothing going on. I was just working at a restaurant. And it was like seven months of just nothing. I would stay in bed until four in the afternoon. I'd go to bed at 6 a.m. Um mm. And my, my family was so concerned, but yeah. they didn't want to kick me out. And they didn't know how to make me stop because I'm, I was just so dependent and I didn't care. Like I, when it comes to addiction, it is such a monster. Like yeah. you prioritize it over your family, over your finances, yep. e- everything comes below this addiction. Um, yep. And I was just so stuck. I, it came to a certain point where I'd been smoking for like a year and a half. And I was just, I hate this. I remember journaling, like I hate weed, but I couldn't, it was so, it was the only place I could get that like rush of dopamine or whatever. But um, yeah. Yeah. So then I was home doing nothing. My dad hired me to be on his film crew for Godman, And we would go on these trips and we would sit on these interviews with these just amazing men and women of God. And I would listen to them talk about Jesus. And at this point, you have to understand, I was not sure that Jesus was it. You know, I, I thought yeah. the Bible was very yeah. misogynistic. I thought it was whack. I literally described the Bible as whack. Um, yeah. I had grown up in such a godly home with the word just poured into me. Um, but I just was so confused. I was yeah. really, really blinded by pride. Um, I wanted to do what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we would go on these film film trips and I would like bring edibles with me and literally get high in the hotel room after we would like be doing ministry and filming during the day. Cause I was, I wasn't doing the ministry. I was just like the camera person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just such a mess, but my, my heart was slowly like being like chipped at, at every single yeah. trip. And I was just like, my heart was just softening, honestly. Yeah. And, um, we went to, in July, we went to Alaska for a week. As soon as we touched down in Alaska, I said to myself, I'm supposed to come back here. I know I'm supposed to come back here. I don't know what it is, but I'm supposed to come back here. And we met this amazing woman. We filmed at her restaurant and lodge. And I asked her, I was like, would you hire me? Like, I can work here. She's like, yeah, I'd hire you. Amazing woman of God. 
Um, so a few months, a few weeks later, actually, I moved back to Alaska after we had filmed there for a week. I moved back to Alaska and was working there. And um, she had a daughter about my age. And this daughter was planning to go to Christ for the Nations, which I had never heard of Christ for the Nations. Um, and her, the, the mom's name was Janine. And she looked at me one day after I'd been working there for four weeks. She pointed at me. She's like, you're going to go to Christ for the Nations with Chloe. I was like, absolutely, I will not be going to <laughs> Chloe. No, ma'am. <laughs> it's like, it's not an accredited school. I was, I was actually considering going to study in London at the time. I just got accepted to University of the Arts London. Like, I was ready to go to the club scene in London and be studying photography with the elite. And um, it was just the last thing I would ever do is go to Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Um, and I not, the rest of the time I was working, there, I could not get it out of my head that she said that. Why would she say that to me? And so right before I moved back to South Carolina, I sat down with Janine. I was like, tell me about Christ for the Nations. Like, why would anybody want to go there? And she was just like, girl, you know, you wake up every day, 8 a.m. There's worship every morning. You're out by noon. You can work a full-time job if you want to. Really amazing people, amazing community, affordable. You know, you can just go for a year if you want. And nothing in my brain registered that I would have to be learning about God in the Bible. Nothing. <laughs> it was like, it was like God completely removed that from my like processing. Come um, on. Like, maybe it'd be, Oh, maybe I do want to go here because I wanted to be sober. That's actually why I went to Alaska is because I didn't smoke for those like seven weeks I was there. Right. And it was so miserable. Like every single day, I would just, every single day I'd come home and be like, Oh my gosh, this sucks. I wish I could just get high. It was so horrible. And I came home and immediately just started smoking again. But I came home and I applied for Christ for the Nations. I was like, why not? Um, if I hate it, I could drop out. Who cares? <laughs> um, and so that was um, at the beginning of October. I came home and we were planning a trip for the movie to Rio de Janeiro in December. And um, about a week before the trip, I started having the most horrible dreams of like me being robbed in Rio, me being raped in Rio, like vivid, vivid dreams. And I just um, was full of dread for the first time in my life. I've never been full of dread before. And I was like, dad, I am not supposed to go on this trip. Do not make me go on this trip. Something horrible is going to happen to me. I know it. Wow. I know something bad is going to happen to me. He's like, wow. it's too late. You know, we're going in a week. I don't know. Like, I can't <laughs> hire somebody else. Um, so we went and we have never had more pushback on our travel experience like than any of the other film trips um like just with flights and being delayed and being sent to the wrong place um somebody accused like we, we almost got arrested on one of the planes like it was bizarre what's happening um so we landed in rio and as as soon as i walked in that luggage area i hit my knees and i just started sobbing like holy spirit fell on me and i and i had wow. i had you know, I was smoking weed the day before, guys. Like, I was not. And I started sobbing. I looked at my dad. I was like, Dad, I think I was really supposed to come this week. I don't know what's going to happen. Wow. But something oh. is something something is going to change. And wow. it's really hard to put the week in words. But everything, everything in me just got flipped upside down and inside out. We filmed with these missionaries who have been working in one of the biggest slums in South America. It's like 4,000 families live in just pure garbage. It's a garbage dump. It's one of the biggest garbage dumps in Latin America. Um, and it was their faith. It was those missionaries' faith that saved me, essentially. Wow. They, couldn't, mm -hmm. they couldn't talk about Jesus without crying. 
they couldn't pray without like just being in so in awe of what he had done. And I had never seen that like in display that awe and fear of God of the cross. Cause when you're raised in a Christian household, you become so numb to what yeah. happened on Calvary. Yeah. You become so numb to, to the fact that I genuinely did not deserve that. I started, mm-hmm. be- I, I was the worst of sinners because I heard the gospel and I walked away. I was the worst of sinners because mm-hmm. I thought I deserved the cross. Mm. I, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's embarrassing, <laughs> but it's, it's true. Yeah, and so that's why I was fine, just walking away and and um, knowing that he still loved me, not and and doubting whether or not he was the answer. Mm. Um, so at one point when we were in Brazil, we were standing on the street of the slum, and there was this baby I was playing with hide and seek, and on the other side of me there was this church they were worshiping. And I just had a moment, I was, I just started weeping, seeing these, these people who have nothing worship, so full of joy, so full mm. of peace. They have everything they could ever want because they have Jesus. Um, <laughs> and I just, I, I, I prayed such a, such a simple prayer. I said, God, give me dirt. I don't care. My life is yours. Like I will sleep on a dirt floor. I will go anywhere you want. My life is no longer my own. It's yours. I can't do it. I need you. And that was it. And um, I came home and it was so subtle. A week went by and I, I was, I was being discipled or anything. I had no um, like structure. I wasn't reading my Bible very often. I started worshiping all the time, um, but I had no structure. And a week went by and I realized I, I haven't thought about weed once. Yeah. Like, that's, that's weird. And, and um, some of my friends were smoking and they're like, Hey, you want to come smoke? I was like, yeah, sure. Went and smoked with them for the first time in my life. I was miserable. Uh, what is this? This is not the same thing. This this is horrible. I don't want to do this ever again. He, wow. God completely healed my addiction that I had struggled with for Come 10 on, years. Jesus. And he took away my taste for weed. Something yeah, that I, I thought I would not be able to function as a functioning adult because I just craved it so bad. He took away my craving. He took yeah. away my enjoyment of it. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. I Come on. It. Woo! <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I cannot stop telling people. Everyone I meet, gas station people, like oh, I love it. People. Girl, I made, I made a hoodie and on the back it says, Jesus took away my addiction. I know he is real. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, Serenity. She's making me cry. Oh, oh my, my god. 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 God is so faithful. You are Yes, he is. You are yeah. every mother's dream. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, I Listening know. to you and your heart for Jesus, for people, mm-hmm. your truth, your tenderness, your wisdom, your insight, your fire. I, I'm it's sitting bad. back going... Yeah. This thank you, Lord. It's what I needed to hear today. Your testimony yeah. is yeah. changing yep. me on the inside right now. So thank you. Oh. I that's you are incredible. You're oh. you're incredible. You, Ephesians, you know, Ephesians 2.10. Can I start Ephesians 2.10 really fast? Yeah, of course, baby. But it says that says, for we are his workmanship. That's right. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. Like, mm-hmm. where is workmanship, guys? That he prepared beforehand. That's so cool. 
you know, <laughs> Thank I, you. Thank you. I, I gotta tell you something, Seren. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And I, I'm, you know, I've seen you go through all these different, you know, journeys and peaks and valleys. And, you know, I, I knew you were going through a rough one, you know, you, not details from your heart, which is, you know, really what I, I wanted to hear, like your heart. Right. And, but your dad would call and he'd say, please pray, you know, please pray for Saran, please pray for Saran. And so Roger and I would be faithful to pray. And, and in a, in a certain sense, I never doubted or worried yeah. deeply, you know, about, about you finding your foundation. But, but what I always doubt and worry about with young people, which is why I really so wanted you to share today is what I worry about is it's, it's so hard for young people to put their feet on the rock, to find their way back yeah. to, because so much of the world around you guys is, it just glorifies everything yeah. secular. And look, weed is legal in California. It's legal in a lot of states now. And I find that to be the most insane thing because I'll tell you, when I was in my 20s and, you know, I was in my complete season of smoking weed every day, uh, you're a little bit brain dead and yeah. you're, you're not, you're not who you are. It's numbing yeah. you away from what God called you to be. And it, mm -hmm. it amazes me that we live in a country that would make things like this legal because it makes me wonder if, you know, like, wow, is Satan that much on the throne in this country that we're telling a generation of kids, just go numb yourself because we don't no. want to deal mm. with you, you mm -hmm. know? And, and how hard was it for you, Seren, like to actually break with your peers, you know, who, mm. were, who are still, who are still maybe smoking yeah. and addicted, you know? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, just to speak a little bit to that, it was so ultra, ultra, ultra normalized. Like, if you have any bit of anxiety, you have the full right to be smoking weed as much as you need. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's pushed so heavily. I mean, I remember just feeling so justified in my addiction because of social media and how much content I would see from other people who mm -hmm. smoked weed. And yeah. we would, me and, me and my brother would get in arguments with my mom, like, so pro-weed. Mom, you know, like, come on. And sh she's, she's wise, you know, and... um. So it's definitely, a, there's a lot of um, just deception going on with how it's very, it's very chill. it doesn't matter. It's, there could be so many worse things, you know, mm -hmm. that you could be doing other than weed, but weed is such a monster. It is such a monster because yeah. it's, like you said, it makes you somebody that you're not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, when I came home from Brazil, I immediately finished my registration for Christ for the Nations. And that was in mid-December. And then at the beginning of January, I was in Dallas. And so it was weird. I, I completely moved. Wow. And um, a lot of these friends, you know, that I, I was also very isolated. I had like two friends that I saw maybe once a month. Um, and it was just to smoke. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, drug buddies. Drug buddies. Right. I used to have them. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Um, but for me, it's been a lot of, I've made probably four, four Instagram posts, just like with a paragraph of 
what uh, just a little bit of God's goodness. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I have a lot to say about it. Um, and so for me, it's, I haven't been seeing them in person. Um, I text them sometimes just that I love them. Um, I try not to tell them, I don't know. I don't know. It's been weird just because I haven't seen them in person, but I, I do mm-hmm. post on Instagram and I know they see it because they like it. And I always wonder yeah. what they think. And I, I'm also, I believe that we all have our own garden, right? We all have our own little Eden that, that we're in charge of. And um, there's very specific people that God wants us to be praying for and interceding for. And so yeah. my like two, three friends that I was in the pit with, I know for mm. a fact they're going to be saved. I know it because, oh. because they're within my sphere of influence. So why, yeah. why wouldn't they be? I'm interceding for them. I don't care how long it takes, but I know that there are people interceding for me since before I was, like when, from the time I was Amen. conceived, my, my grandparents and my parents have right. been interceding for me. And my parents probably struggled with this um, just through the years of like, what what's going on? You know what I mean? But God was so freaking mm. faithful. Yeah. Was so faithful. <laughs> I don't care yes, what yeah. you say. <laughs> Yes, girl. You say it. You say it. I just gotta say, so, serenity. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're no. Go. Uh, can no finish your your thought. I'm just, I'm just like bubbling over here because I, am I got bubbling to, too because I got to meet Serenity back in when was it, Cynthia? Like 2019 in or, London. Yeah, filming London. the sessions, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I fell in love with you. So much fun. And getting even to hear your testimony of where you were at then. And yeah. then, you know, and like Cynthia said, like, I've only known you for like, what, like three or known mm-hmm. you, but not really known you for like three or three some years. But seeing, seeing you, I, I've just seen such a transparency and authenticity in you, no matter what season you're in. And I think that what that's what makes your testimony yeah. so powerful now, because you weren't putting up a facade that and that I could tell, like, you know, when you were going, this is what I want to do. It was right. all out there. And right. now you're going, yeah. oh, my gosh. But Jesus laid hold of me. And now I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. That's what makes what you're saying powerful. That's what makes yeah. Yeah. your testimony um, influential because it's real. You know, and yeah. I'm sitting here listening to your story. And I'm like, it sounds like my story. <laughs> Even like little phrases. Right. Saying, and I had no idea that it was going to be like Christian. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and how God like just like totally... <laughs> He, he ambushed you. Yeah, totally ambushed you. And even just the, the cutoff, I'm seeing like the Lord's like hand in like every little detail of your oh, story. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm yeah. so thankful. And like, to me, I'm like, what a beautiful statement. Because I mean, yes, you're right, Cynthia. Our society is trying to destroy the next generation, but God is not going to let that happen. And yeah. you're just one of the first fruits of the many yeah. to come. Of people who are yeah. going to be like, completely pulled out of addiction my brother you guys yeah. so the starting it was like the beginning of this year it was the first time he's been sober in 20 years yeah so, so, so when you say that god is going to do it he's faithful even if it takes 20 years even if it takes five years if it takes three days he's going to do it and the my what i'm so encouraged by is that he's not freaked out and he's not in a rush like his yeah. leadership he's not in a rush he knew he knew the steps that he was going to lead you in serenity and he knew what was going to be the most impactful and life-changing and that's yeah. the road that he took you on and i'm so excited for you i'm excited for you to meet my friend we get plugged in and just like yeah. 
set the world on fire. Yeah. Yes, and you know, and, and you know, I got to tell you guys too, this really, it makes me think of a couple of things. Number one, it, you know, serenity, listening to your, to you share your heart and it makes me really realize how important it is for us to remember that, you know, in these conversations we've been having, you know, especially when we were talking about church and, you know, Christians who love Jesus, but like church, dot, 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 not so much. Right. But you hear, you hear this kind of a testimony and you see a young person like this. And I got to tell you guys, I have had the blessing the real blessing of watching a lot of fruit like serenity of having a lot of young people in my life and in my husband's life who have caught the fire and they they're living for Christ and they're impacting the world around them everywhere they go every day. And you can, you just, you just, yes, power of a virtuous woman. Oh my gosh. Can you see how much he loves you? Serenity. He searched and followed you to the dark to pull you into the light. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 And, and it makes me think of the second, the second thing. Um, yes, Salumbra, he is faithful. We are mm-hmm. thankful, God, for your faithfulness to us. We really are. And you really, Serenity, you said a mouthful when you said it with such <laughs> conviction. He is so freaking faithful. Because I got to tell you, <laughs> man, some days, like, I wake up, like, this morning, this Monday, and I was like, God, I really need you to come through. I mean, you know, it's not normal to be waking up at three o'clock in the morning, God, in, you know, an anxiety attack about stuff that I can't really control. No, gosh, I said that with like some thought that there was something that I could do to control it. You feel me? Like, I can't really control. No, I can't control anything. I can't get anything done. I cannot do it. You know what I mean? Like I can't do it, whatever it is, dot, dot, dot. And that's where we really have to be. Like I I woke up this morning and I thought, God, I'm at the end of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm at the end of myself. And I know that he's capable of intervening and just doing like that's, that's, he he is, you know? And, and it, it, it made me think of, of something else just about, you know, uh, there's a, a great comment, Anna. If you could put it on the screen, I think I think the um, tag name was human humans being molded, and I love what you, you. It's interesting that you dreams of dread before going to Rio. Sometimes the enemy will try to deter you before God is about to encounter you. Mm-hmm. This is such an important thing for everyone watching to pay attention to when talking about moving on and moving forward. So especially, let's talk about the moving on. You've got to understand that Satan will try to keep you from moving on from situations that he does not want you to be free of. He will try to hold you there. He will use addiction to to make you feel like you're stuck there. Uh, He will use cravings. He will use so much stuff. He will use guilt, fear, anxiety, frustration, He'll use so much stuff to keep you from moving on, you know, from people, from bad churches, bad careers, bad anything. And I guess we often don't like to talk about, look, the enemy doesn't have more power than God does, as evidenced by you, Serenity. You know, Satan tried to use your stuff to keep you stuck in your mess. And Mm -hmm. there was God constantly, constantly 
pulling you forward, yeah. you know, to victory. And I just think it's important that we remember that, you know, we, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. It's real. We are in a very real um, warfare here for our minds and our hearts and our souls, because that equals the calling on our life, you know? And I mean, Seren, you've got the gift of music in you and ministry. Yeah. And I've known yeah. that since you were a kid. So it doesn't surprise me that the gates of hell would try to, you know, keep you locked in. But, you know, we know, we yeah. know what the word, we know that the word of God, you know, is stronger than the gates of hell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man, there is so much happening in this moment. I'm just like, <laughs> first of all, you have all of us not nose crying. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, yeah, girl, you did it. You know, it's so interesting, like knowing that your name means peace um, and how the enemy tried to rob you of peace and then gave you artificial peace and then set you free um, is just such a beautiful testimony because I heard you say, you know, I was lonely. I was alone. And you know, it was so interesting. You were not alone you were deceived into thinking you were alone, but then God met you when you said, I came to the airport. And when I landed, I fell on my knees. It's like you were in a crowd of people, but God met you in that very specific, like you were still alone. It was a moment for you and Jesus. And I'm like, wow, like you just, he found you. And, and as you were talking, I was listening to you and I was like, man, there is a time in all of our lives when God chases us down yeah. and mm. he chased you down. And now you get to be a God chaser. You yeah. run after his heart. You run after him with all yourself yeah. and there will be music and songs that mm-hmm. will come out of it for you that people that are in the lonely spaces and places will find peace Mm. and joy and comfort Mm. and community with the father, Mm. son, Holy spirit. And I am so excited to watch God continue to use Mm. you as a kingdom expander. Mm. Um, He's going to, he's going to continue to set you on fire sister. And you are one of those that this world really needs. Mm -hmm. This generation really needs those that are like, going after him yeah he chased you and now you're chasing him yeah yeah Yeah. i I think it's i think it's also it's you know to what you're saying to know it's important for all of us you know but especially for young people but it really is it's important for all of us to know something about you know to know everything about god's character right about who he is Mm -hmm. you know he is faithful we know yeah. this is an attribute of God's character, yeah. right? So anyone you're praying for, and I love the example you just set, Seren, because a lot of times in the moving on process, like we've been speaking about, you can move on in bitterness. And if yeah. you move on in bitterness or judgment, you're not really moving on. You're just yeah. taking your weights into the next season. So you're moving forward toxically, which yeah. is not right. good. It will destroy what God has in front of you. So what you said was so powerful, Seren, like 
you, you were like, I can't hang out with those people anymore. We're at different seasons and in different places in our life, but I can intercede for them because they're my mission field. And if they came in my sphere, it's because I get to claim their salvation. Come on. Like so powerful. We, it is powerful because a lot of times we're moving on from people who've hurt us or harmed us or, or or pissed or pissed us off, you know, or like disappointed us or or dropped us. And you know, the reality is, Yep. We can make the same choice you're making, Seren. We can choose yes. to intercede for them. You mm-hmm. know, we can. And it is our choice. And what would Jesus do? He would choose to love on those those that we may not want to love on. He would choose to die for those that we might want to kill sometimes. Right. <laughs> you, right. you know? And it just the omnipresence of God, it, it's it's something so important to remember for all of us. And it made me think of Psalm 139, eight, you know, which is if I, if I, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I go down to hell, you're there also. And it's like, God is just, he's faithful to be there, Mm. you know, so that, and I love, I love that scripture because it reminds me that if I've made a mess for myself, even if I made that mess, He's there in that mess. He's there. He's there. And he's not there to hurt me or punish me. He's there to deliver me. You know, he's there to be faithful to me and faithful to his word, you know. And I think, unfortunately, and I don't know, maybe you do have a comment about this too, Seren. I think, unfortunately, you know, people, maybe it started with our generation dropping the ball on making sure that your generation knew the word of God. But do you think that, like, why do you think 20 year olds, you know, and teenagers, right? I mean, you're, you're closer to, you're just as close to 19 as 21. You're just as close, you know, you're closer to 15, you know, as you are 30. So like, why do you think teenagers in your generation have such a hard time reading the Bible? I, I do have, I have a benediction about this. <laughs> yes. Um, when, I, when, I, when I showed up to school, I was, I was, I was not into the Bible. Like I had gotten radically encountered, but a radical encounter without discipleship mm. isn't super sustainable because there's a lot yeah. of room for lies to creep in there. And I know the enemy, the last thing he wanted me to do was to go to Rio and the last thing he wanted me to do was then go to Christ for the Nations to get discipled. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he always wants you to settle for second best. Always, always wants you to settle for second best. And you think it might be the best, but it's not. Um, I was so anti-word. I, I just, I, I grew up with, with parents that spoke the word over me constantly. I grew up in Sunday school. I grew up in a Christian, like, elementary school. and middle school, I, 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 I was forced to read the word. And it became like homework to me. Mm-hmm. Also, we we were just in the age of information when the internet like started. It was this age of a, a massive age of information. We are transitioning. We're there. We're in the age of false information now, with um, just anything be able mm. being able to be made up and edited. Um, yes. Like you can do ed- all these yeah. edited videos yeah. now, and like nothing, fact nothing checkers, really be, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing can really be retrusted. And so for me, I was on social media all the time and I would always see this stuff like disproving the word or um, 
saying that all these things have been lost in translation and this actually translates to this in the Hebrew. And um, it was like, I, I, yeah, I, I just was so, I thought the word was whack, like I said. And so when I showed up and I actually learned about the Bible um, and I sat down with my, my, my now mentor and she literally just walked me three hours, just walked me through you know, the tribes, why Israel is so important, what the Old Testament is, that the Old Testament actually is the Old Covenant, and the New Testament is the New Covenant, and um, I I have nothing, there's nothing in the world that I love more than the Word. I am, mm. I'm starving every day, absolutely starving for oh, it, um, and I, I truly believe that there is a very specific assignment, because my generation is a generation of, like, information, that that we think we know everything we think we because we can access anything on the internet you know and the fact that there's this this book that has that has been around since the first century this book that that is is alive it can it literally knows your intentions when you're reading it it's alive and it pierces you know it is so active and it is such a powerful tool um and just functioning daily and being able to know what to do in certain situations um I just feel like as wickedness increases, so righteousness increases. And as this generation just gets more and more, just more debauchery, more, just more like deeper digging the pit, just deeper than it's ever been before. So, so those, that generation will like rise up to righteousness. Like you guys, I just really want to encourage you. There are so many young people that are genuinely going after the heart of God, they're pursuing purity, they're pursuing righteousness. My Amen. group of friends, I've got like this, this group of eight and we we are we are solid, dude. They're awesome. They're so from God, but but they genuinely, like we all crave righteousness. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a fun time. We laugh a lot. We do crazy things because we're like all in our 20s, but it all, it always comes back to the word. It always comes back to the word. And so- when it just there's such an assignment against because of that information age and because mm-hmm. um yeah. it's just like we can access anything at the thing like since we were like little you know what i mean we could access anything um yeah. and so the fact that there's this timeless book you know what i mean that that surpasses a lot of understanding of course the enemy doesn't want you know it wants to yeah, right. dismantle it. it wants to um cancel the bible it's it's mm-hmm. there's, yeah there's the, can- the yeah. cancellation Deconstru- against the word yeah. of god deconstruct yeah. it completely yeah. Yeah. yeah well it is yeah it oh it's so amazing too and i call it the the misinformation age because it is amazing how you can you can google stuff that about mm-hmm. the bible sometimes i will just to like see what what are they actually putting out there yeah and you will find stuff on wikipedia or it's so clearly written by Bible haters, God haters, atheists, and liars. Like it's just, yeah. you can just feel the, the, the lie, the, the twisting, the, the, the desire to manipulate it and water it down from what it really is, which is the most active, alive assembly of words that I've ever read in my life. And before anybody watching laughs at that, I probably read a lot more books than than you have if you're an atheist who stumbles on this program and goes, eh, I don't believe that's true. Because I, I love the haters who love to really attack like our faith, you know, and and it and and it's it's so amazing to me because 
I've never read anything that pierces, like you said, serenity, that it knows my thoughts and my intentions and it pierces right through to exactly what I need to hear in any moment, deciphering it and decoding me in a way so that I alone understand perfectly that God is communicating with me. That's how alive it is. And unless you experience that relationship and go for that relationship, you're living your life just floating out there, you know, lost and, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and probably looking for love in all the wrong places and looking to numb the pain and the, the void, you know, to fill it with all the wrong things. And I think the, the beautiful thing, Seren, is that, you know, we all have a testimony here, you know, we get it, you know, we understand. I mean, I'm, I think what makes me cry with joy for you is that at 20, you have the ability to live your life completely differently than so many other people, certainly differently than I did. I finally surrendered to the Lord so late, you know, and, and, Mm. and yes, God has his timing in everything, but in a lot of ways, it's like, oh, I wish I got this in my twenties, Lord. Mm. Oh, mm. like, like, forget mm. it. I'd own the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously. Like, I think. <laughs> Amen. We're we're all gonna have to oh, get no. really good at lip syncing right now. Uh, we can't I hear know. you, Sin. I think she. Oh no, she's muted. Oh, mute she muted. accidentally muted. She's still muted. We're muted. But we are so with you, Cynthia. Yeah. We're so with you. You are so on fire. You're amazing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can't hear her again. Now we can't hear you again. We can't hear you. We cannot hear you. Technical difficulties. Headphones. It's probably the headphones. Yeah, she keeps cutting out. She's lip syncing. Sometimes these things happen, and that's okay. She's pulled out. Yeah. There was a there was a thought that I had as we were talking, like because I I love your you know just so on point serenity with, you know that the word of God is sharp and it it cuts to the bone and marrow and it is alive and active and it changes. And I think in this information age too, sometimes people post the word of God and they don't live it. Right. It's like sometimes treating people right is more important than posting the right verse. Right. Right. (laughs) Right? And it's like, you've learned this. It's like, Oh, so I, if I live out because the word of God is alive in me now, Mm -hmm. I'm living it out. And so I can, Mm -hmm. my, my life is backed by the word of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So you just don't have to post post verses, but my, my actual life is like, it's backed by the word of God. And right. that is to me, I'm like, yeah, there's no huge dichotomous gap. It's like, I know who I am, whose I am. Mm-hmm. The word of God is alive and active in me. And therefore I can move out in this world in truth. And, mm-hmm. um, and my spirit is aligned with the word of God. So right. pretty cool. Your so, testimony so is very cool. powerful. Yeah. So, so what are you doing now, Seren? Um, Sorry, guys, the, the, uh, my, my husband's on a plane with my computer. Well, with his computer, it's a long story. Anyway, happy to be back. Happy to be back. I just I have to like log out and log in. Understand it's technical difficulties today with uh, the computer situation. 
So I text Roger, please do not call me. I'm on Girl Club and you are oh, messing up my feed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's like, he's probably like, oh, sorry. Um, how do you move forward though, Seren? Like, you know, because I notice with, with your generation, your age group a lot, it's you, there, there are those of you young people that I know who move forward in faith. And there are those of you young people that I know who move forward in themselves, you know, yeah. with their weed, with the thing, with their coping mechanisms, with all the things that they do to cope. They put on a facade, they put on the look, they put on the money, they put on the drugs, whatever it is that they put on, they put on something and they use that to help them move forward. How did you take all of that off and decide to put on Jesus and move forward with Christ? I mean, really? Yeah. And, and where's he taking you and how's he leading you? Yeah. Um, Nova, when you were talking um, about just having that backing of the word, I found throughout my entire life, I always was just messing up so bad and getting myself in so many wrong situations. And I would always say the wrong thing or I would lie and then someone would find out that I lied and all these people you know and it was just I was always in sticky situations um and throughout high school and stuff and just always found myself in drama and I was always in the wrong I was always in the wrong and I just felt like I would never be capable of actually keeping a good group of friends that would love me and accept me because I was just such a, a, a mess up I, I would always screw it up I didn't know what I was doing and um this, I mean, just, just having the word behind me, uh, it is absolutely, it transforms you. Like having the fruit of the spirit in any situation. And then when I do mess up, when I do mess up and I make a mistake, it's fine because I'm not going to take the cross for granted. And I know, I know that mm. Calvary covered it. And Good. it's just having that. It's not having like a, but it's just, oh, I can't do it on my own. I cannot. I, 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 my whole life, I tried doing it on my own and I would just constantly get myself, say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. And now walking with the spirit and trying to keep in step with the spirit, because the things of spirit are opposed to things of the flesh and the things of the flesh are opposed to things of the spirit. Yeah. And so walking, walking, trying to, doing my best, you know, it's okay, yeah. there's grace, like doing your best to keep up, keep in step with the spirit. I have found that, I mean, when, when drama has, like conflict has arisen, and it was just mm. God's grace was all over it. God's mm. grace was all over it. He gave me his heart on, on it. And there was just so much grace and so much forgiveness through all parties and stuff. And mm. it's just incredible. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of things I had to unlearn. I had to kind of become mm -hmm. a blank, blank slate um, and just understand that if I had an opinion on something, I probably needed to... Um, just be very open to be able to change my mind. And um, I love good conversation. I love healthy debate. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten, I've, a lot of people have changed my mind and opened my mind on a lot of things um, since going, since just being in a godly community. Um, but practically, um, it's just a constant battle against the flesh. And this the other day, I, I was just so, everything was triggering me. I was mm -hmm. such in a salty mood and, everything everybody said was just making me mad 
and I don't this is not this I know this is not the spirit like how do I how do I deal with this and I, and I went into the prayer room and I, I just journaled for a while and Lord took me to a few different scriptures but I was just ruminating how how do we escape the flesh how do we escape the mind when we know it's not of the spirit in moments where it's so suffocating it's so overwhelming and um have you guys seen or read the voyage of the dawn treader yes no. oh. yes so there's there's this there's this scene and this boy eustace is on this island and he oh. goes and touches the forbidden treasure and he gets turned into a dragon and he gets forced to basically live out like he, he becomes a dragon who's cursed to live out the rest of his days as a dragon on this Chicken. island alone um and he's miserable he's a dragon isolated alone aslan shows up aslan being you know representing god yes. um and aslan takes him to this pool of water and he basically like wants him to start scraping off these scales so eustace starts like trying to scrape off these layers and layers of scales and to his horror he finds that there's only more scales underneath and he becomes so, fr- and he rips off three layers, like of, of his entire, like all these scales, and there's just all these scales lying there. And he looks at Aslan, and he realizes that Aslan wants to do it, but he's terrified because it's a scary lion. And so he let, and Aslan wants to go deeper. And so it, it says, um, I can't quote it exactly, but he basically says he was terrified, but I was so desperate, so I let him rip into me. And the first tear felt like it pierced straight through my heart. It was the most painful thing. I had ever felt and he ripped the scales off of me and they lie there on the ground darker and thicker than the other three layers I had peeled off and he ripped and ripped into my skin and it was so painful but it started to become absolutely delicious and then when he was done he picked Eustace up and threw him in this pool of clean water and Eustace looked down and realized he's a boy again so mm-hmm. we, we can try to deal mm-hmm. with our shortcomings all day long. Yeah. We can try we can try to peel off the layers of our flesh. We can try to mm-hmm. fight our flesh all day long. But when we yeah. prostrate ourselves in front of the king, when we lay down and we surrender and we say, tear into me, tear into me, I give you my shortcomings. I wrote this line I wrote the other day in a song. says, you turn our shortcomings Stop. to shortbread. Sweet wow. and <laughs> because it glorifies Oh, bread. girl, shortbread. yes. <laughs> shortbread. <laughs> Oh. oh my god Red, that is comfort right there that i'm sorry comfort. serenity's had about five mic drops and i mean i need some stars for my sisters can we get like some mic drop stars please the mic drop stars oh, where man. are they drop those mics anna man I don't know where Anna is in the mic drops this this man, morning oh. but man she's, she's listening intently going I'm frozen. I don't know what, because we're all sitting there going, what in the world? You're, how old are you? You're 75, 20, right? Because you have right? like yeah, that much 20. Wisdom. I know. I mean, come on, Serenity. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. People feel so grateful. Yeah, truly, Serenity. <laughs> truly. Well, you know, and, and you guys, you know, Nova and Christina, I mean, I always think, and I got to tell you, one of the things that actually, it always tenderizes my heart. And it always gives me a reset is to experience loving God through the eyes of a young person who really loves the Lord, because, you know, we've, we're, we've all been, okay, Seren, like, so we've all been in leadership with large ministries and, and platforms and people and, and, and grownups, Grown-ups. And like, <laughs> grown-ups. Grown-ups can sometimes be no. the worst. <laughs> but it's like, 
you know, we just, we get older and we have more time to get set in our ways and in our stuff. And then we go off and we run organizations and companies and careers and businesses and life and relationships. And, and then we get away and lukewarm, you know, we get away from the fire of God, the purity of God, the, the relationship that God wants to have with us, the daily encounter, the, the hope and the faith you know, that we're supposed to be walking in every day, all day long. And for me, young people, when they catch on and they catch fire like this, it reminds me of what the church is and what the church's job really is about. And you said it, Seren, it's, it's discipleship. And Amen. as we process, you know, out of some hard conversations about, you know, really the large number of Christians in the church who love, who love Jesus, but not church so much, or as we deal with our own wounds, you know, going forward in ministry and understanding the calling on our lives and even the calling of girl club. Right. I think it's so important for us to constantly remember the beauty of God when he captures the one, yes. you know, cause we're the one, we're all the one, we're all the you one. know, and, and, and that he would, you know, the enemy was fighting you so heavily in your dreams, Seren, to keep you from the encounter that God had waiting for you in Rio, you know, yeah. and, and the deliverance that he had. And just, yeah. I just really believe that he's now moving you forward because you were able to let go of your past yeah. and, and you did it not with bitterness or anger, but you've done it understanding that your past is still a part of a mission field that you can have victory in if you'll be yeah. faithful to intercede, you know, and mm -hmm. to pray mm -hmm. and to continue to grow in becoming who you are. Because the more you become who you are, the more powerful you are in helping lead others, yeah. especially others your age, to become who they are. And it's not just limited to others your age, because as my son reminded me years ago, there is no junior Holy Spirit. The same God talking right. to you is the same one talking to us. And yeah. yep. and if we, only we just listen, you know, and put right. all of that pride, grownups can have pride, you yeah. know, I, I never wanted to be that mom that said, well, do it because I told you so, you know, sometimes it is that sometimes it is, you know, even God will sort of say, no, okay, no, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then, you know, you read the rest of that scripture and you realize what he's saying is, and then I'll go on. And in hindsight, you will have 2020 vision, basically, mm -hmm. you know, but you, but sometimes it's just fear me first and don't do that. I'm trying to protect you from something, but, but, and yes, only fools despise wisdom and instruction. However, you know, we, we need all of it. You know, we need the fear of the Lord. We need, we need the love of the Lord. We need to know the faithfulness of the Lord. And we need to really remember all of it and live in the whole counsel of God. Because when I look at you, Seren, I see the whole counsel of God at work in Amen. your life. I see the prayers of your parents, you know, that them being yeah. faithful to pray for you and your grandparents and those prayers being answered. But then I also see the exploration that you've taken, the journey you've been on, and, and you needing to actually not just have a relationship with the Lord based on your parents, but a relationship right. with the Lord based on you and God. Right. Yeah. You're Jesus's daughter, you know, right. as much as I could give you advice or your mom and dad could give you advice, or we could all sit here and advise each other. And yes, mm -hmm. the fellowship is amazing. Even for mm -hmm. those of you watching, that's why we're here. 
We fellowship together. We are iron sharpening iron. But at the end of the day, he wants a relationship with each and every one of his daughters and sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants it. He craves it. You know, he, and he wants us to crave it like we used to crave some other things in our lives. You know, because yeah. he's the he's the highest high I've ever been on. Yes. Come on. That's right. That's real. It's, it's That's been real. No better. There's been no better high than me going, oh, God, you're alive in my life. Yeah, you that's real. This. Yeah. You know, you did this. You were faithful. Thank you. You know, and I crave that again, yet again, for all of us, mm-hmm. that we all always experience the, the, the highest that God mm-hmm. wants to offer each and every one of us, you know, and, um, I think maybe we just should pray us out and, you know, for the week and, 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 uh, leave each and every one of you, hopefully a little bit more blessed. Um, mm-hmm. so why don't we, why don't we pray and Seren, if you feel compelled to jump in and, and pray, we'd love to, we'd love it. You know, you want to start us off? Seren, can, you want to start us off oh, in yeah. prayer? Yeah. Let's go for <laughs> yeah. it. Jesus, oh my goodness, God, you are so good. I thank you so much for this sweet, sweet time. I thank you for your presence. Um, Even though we're all over the place, I thank you so much for this connection. Um, I thank you for this fellowship, God. I just thank you so much for every single heart watching. Just bless them, Lord. I pray that your presence would fall on them, Jesus. I thank you so much that you are so near. You are so tender. You are so loving, God. I thank you for your love that you lavish on your babies. I thank you that you lavish your love on us, God. Um, I just pray that um, you would just help us be disciplined. It's hard, Jesus. It's so hard. We cannot do it without you, God. Um, I pray that you would just help us be more obedient in the little things, God. Our obedience mm-hmm. to you is like sweet perfume, God. I pray that it would just be so aromatic to you, Jesus. I just pray for a deeper level of surrender for all of us, a deeper level of intimacy. I thank you so much that... Your well is eternal. We could just keep going and going and going. So amazing, God. We are so in awe of you. Um, We just praise your name. We thank you so much for your faithfulness. I thank you for the words that you've been able to speak through us. I thank you for using us. Just we're your vessels, God. Um, We just surrender this time to you, God. You're so, so good. You're so good. In Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you for each and every person that is with us this week that will watch this broadcast. I thank you for serenity and for what you've done in her life, Lord, and what you're doing through her in the lives of each and every one of us watching. Because, you know, I will never say thank you for what you're doing in in the lives of those who watch her because you know what, Lord, you're doing something in mine too. And I want you to continue to every second of every day until I'm not here anymore. Lord, strengthen us. Lord, fill us. Lord, let us have the strength and the power that comes from knowing that we are daughters of a king and, and the, the real, true belief, Lord, that you are freaking faithful, as Serenity said. Lord, I pray that for each and every one of us who you brought out into the middle of a lake on a rowboat, and the storms are raving and you're saying, get out of the boat. I pray yeah. that you will calm the seas, that you will be the answer, that you will be the provider, 
that you will be our healer, that you will do it, God. Everything that each and every one of us needs done today, everything that those of you who are watching right now, whatever your need is, I put it on the throne this morning. And Lord, I ask that you would intervene in all of our lives and take care of that which you know intimately each of us is asking of you, is desiring, Lord, is in need of, Father. We need you, Jesus. Like Serenity said, we cannot do it without you, Lord. We need you. We need your miracles today. We need your provision today. We need you to teach us to love today. We need you to love us today, Lord. Let us feel you love us today. Give us a heart hug. Father, we need your thoughts and your word and your your knowledge in our brains today, Lord. We need you to flow through us, Lord. And more than anything, Father, we just need you to help us because you know what? We don't need to be leaders and strong and powerful for everyone around us all the time, Lord. Sometimes we just need to be broken before you. We need you, Lord. Yeah. We need you, Lord. Thank you. We need you. In Jesus' name, Father, we need you to come through in our lives and be faithful like you always have been. Amen. Amen. Cynthia, one, one, one last thing, the Holy Spirit, like, I don't know, it was just because I think all of you girls are such songbirds, including you, Cynthia. Um, You know, the lyrics to that song, I need you. Oh, how I need you every hour. I need you. Um, My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, Lord. how I Well, okay. So I'm sitting here with three worshipers. You could just like sing the chorus if you guys wanted. You guys, I need you. Come on, Serenity. Oh, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. Amen. 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 I know I need him. Oh my goodness. We're supposed to end serenity. I just want to come through this camera and just grab you and hug you. I mean, mean, you've been, you've been on my TV shows before, but you've never been on like this before. (laughs) (laughs) Such an amen. Such an amen for all of you watching. Amen. 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 (sighs) Ladies. Love you you guys so much. Love you guys so much. Thank you all for watching. Thank you to my tribe here on Girl Club. You guys are just, it's awesome doing this journey with you. Seren, now you really know what Girl Club is. Couldn't really explain it. it. It's just like you just got to come in and experience it and rock and roll with it. And um, for all of you watching, please don't forget to like and subscribe and share. Share this anointing with anyone you love, anyone you know is in need of, of Jesus. And for those of you who watch us on the Salem and the Light 
Light Source and One Place, uh, One Place podcast, Light Source uh, video platforms. Um, I invite you to migrate over and join us on CynthiaGarrett.org and at Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel. One will take you to the other um, because that way you can join in the conversation. You can send in your comments. And also because we're really migrating onto the ministry platform so that we can do more things on platform, give you more stuff, um, you know, maybe encourage some free giveaways and just some just interesting things that we want to try here. So um, we love you guys, man. And I love you ladies to pieces. I love you all. Thank you guys. Thanks for watching Girl Club. Happy Monday. Have a blessed week. We will see you guys next week. Hey there, it's Carly Mercoulier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.